episode 21. What was that noise? I dropped a coaster. We're going to ignore that. Didn't happen. <laughs> no, we were definitely not. How the fuck did you drop a coaster? I was trying to reach and move it closer for my coffee, but you know what? We're just... Welcome to you know, you know that thing where you... you professional you, podcast on the yeah. internet. You know, like, back at school, you drop something, you try and act like no one heard it, but everyone heard yeah. it. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, nothing happened here. Definitely <laughs> just dropped something. You, you look around as confused as everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. We have had a crazy week of stuff to talk about. And there's yeah. probably some stuff we've missed as well. In fact, I know there's one thing on here, but I refuse to give it any more airtime. Yeah, I, I know which thing you're on about. Um, but anyway, how was your week been? Um, scuffed but chilled. Russ took over my life for about four days. <laughs> like, it, the funny thing is, like, everything that I said to my mates would happen, happened, which was I turned into an absolute DJ and go into bed at 5am and did not much else other than sit on Rust all day. Um, yeah, real Rust, I don't know what it is about Rust, but Rust really... It, it locks you the fucking... It, yeah, it brings out the worst. The worst well, in my... Yeah. That's like League of Legends, isn't it? There's a lot of people who are like, I just had to uninstall League of Legends because I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Rust is that game for you. It was fun, though. It was to be fair, because you do it in like four day stints, that's not bad. Yeah, this this is the thing, it's like I'm used to how Rust is played. Like some of the others are, don't really play Rust that often, so it's like or were new to Rust that I was playing with. So it's like to them, playing for four days and putting all that grind in, so then it's like you get raided and it's over or you just stop playing on a server feels a bit pointless. So I think a couple of them maybe got burnt out by the end of it. But that's just Rust. The new update's fun. The recoil's interesting. Definitely needs some balancing. But uh, other than that, I've had a pretty chill week. Media Pass is confirmed now. So let me get this right. They went from, oh, we're not doing Media Passes for this event, so here is your Media Pass. So <laughs> Sam, our marketing guy, had reached out to get his Media Passes for yep. RLCS London. He was told... Uh, teams aren't allowed media passes, to which he apparently said to them, well, I find it hard to believe that no team is going to have their own videographer there. Can't tell me that FaZe and yeah. like, v like some of these big teams aren't going to have a videographer. But no, apparently teams aren't allowed them. So then he said, oh, okay. this, this is their reasoning, but I still don't believe it. But um, so then he was like, well, what if Social Apex, which is their media company that they own? was like, we do it from that aspect. No, not allowed. So we were kind of in the aspect of can't get media passes. So I started reaching out to some people that I knew. You, you knew they existed. It was just like, how do I get hold of one? Yeah, they were just being funny about it. And then um, Mark, the CEO for KCP, came in. I don't know how, but he came in clutch and got me and the other lad a media pass. So Wait. went from looking like I was going to have to pull like what I did at CDL that time, just get my camera in and fake just it. get it in and hope no one asks yeah yeah just just act like a photographer and no one will question it sort of thing so is to... that the 25th 26th of this month yeah end of the month um what date is it not 25th no the weekend after. so it's the event is 29th to the third but the 
actual event for crowd is only the second and the third. So like the group stages is no crowd. So when are you traveling down for that? Welcome to behind the scenes. We're now just having a business meeting. <laughs> yeah, this is us <laughs> scheduling the next few episodes. So I'm probably going to be in London from Tuesday, hopefully. The 28th. The 5th. No, yeah, sorry, the 28th. I'm looking at the wrong fucking week. So yeah. we could do that Thursday in person at my house. Depending on if I have work. So I know our team's boot camping and stuff. I also like don't know if I'm even though there's no crowd, I'll be expected to be there. Oh, okay. For doing because I have a media pass now. So when I know the details, if I'm not busy, we could do an in person one, like if we can fit it in. I kind of need to wait and see what I'm going to be scheduled to be doing. Okay. If so, episode it, 24 could be very scuffed chat. I hope you're excited for that. I'm it could like, it could also Jesus. be postponed potentially, depending what's going on. The so one before it, that postponing an episode when everything good is mum is getting episodes. Jesus, man doesn't want to. Well, succeed. or you have, or you have a special guest to replace me for a week. Oh, yeah, it might have to do that. We'll see. We'll work it out. Which anyway. But yeah, Back the week professional and actually doing the podcast. <laughs> end of the month is going to be a busy end of the month, so I'm enjoying the chill, chill time at the moment. To, to be fair to us, we literally talk about this podcast once a week. Yeah, for 15 minutes before the episode <laughs> and 15 minutes after the episode, and then don't really discuss it any other time because we don't want to get into to talking about topics that we want to discuss on exactly. the episode. So we just avoid talking about anything related to this podcast throughout the week. But, but anyway. how's your week? Um, it was good. So I was off. So sorry, we recorded last Thursday. Obviously, that was a bank holiday. So the Friday I was off, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, Tuesday I booked off as well. I was then getting up and got dressed for work yesterday morning and twinged my back, which oh, is man. still in fucking agony. Um, so I, I wasn't able to go into work today. I literally didn't get out of bed till five o'clock. Um, and even then that was a struggle. Uh, it's feeling a little bit better now. I'll probably be in work tomorrow, just moving very gingerly. Um, but other than that, my week's been okay. It's just been a lot of nothingness followed by more nothingness. Um, Such but yeah. Yeah, I, mate, I literally, I was putting my jumper on and as it, as I got it like over my shoulders when you know, like you do like the push down. I just felt something go, and I was oh. like, "Oh, this guy really hurt." And I moved wild. I was like, "Yeah." Um. Pain. So yeah, that was fun. Um, we have got so much to fucking cover, and if we go off on tangents, actually, you'll know by now if we're going to go off on tangents because you'll go, "Jesus Christ, this is like a three-hour episode." <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's get into the character profile mm -hmm. and go from there. We've got quite a short one this week. Thank Christ. Um, so I was looking about what's coming up, who we've got coming up, blah, 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 blah. And I thought the best person to do based on what we've got coming up in the not too distant future was to cover Marvel's interpretation of Zeus because we know he's going to be in Thor Love and Thunder at least mm -hmm. briefly. Yep. Um, there's not a lot about him, but there's some interesting stuff here. So he is a member of the Olympians. Um, they come from a pocket dimension 
of our universe called Olympus. Um, and from ancient Greek times to the Roman Empire, they were worshipped by humans as gods. Mm-hmm. Um, then when Christianity took over, Zeus was just kind of like, yeah, let's just leave them alone now. I'm kind of bored with humans. Um, Marvel's Zeus is as much of a man whore as traditional mythology Zeus. Nice. He, he does shag everything. <laughs> just the way it is. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to fault him for it. If I was a god and everyone wanted a bit, I can't say I wouldn't. I don't think anyone could. Um, and I think the Roman and Greek versions of gods where the gods did regularly just shag anything was pretty accurate. Um, there was one occasion where Hercules, as one of Zeus's sons, uh, travelled. I don't know if he travelled in time or not. He travelled, maybe in time, maybe just in space. Who knows? Um, to Earth during the Viking times, mm-hmm. and him and Thor had some beef, and they fought. Um, but then. Odin and Zeus met off the books and they managed to put the water piece and then they became allies. Basically um, two dads with teenage boys fighting. Yeah. Um they 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 were like involved in the war. It wasn't just a war between mm. their sons, but them being like more experienced and at the age where they were moving more towards like politician than warrior, um, allowed yeah. them to kind of chill it out. And they've they've been allies ever since. So it'd be interesting seeing the film like if Asgard and Olympia are allies. Mm-hmm. And maybe Zeus like strips Thor off because he can't believe it's Thor kind of thing. Or if they've never met before. Or if they haven't actually become allies in this world. Who knows? Yeah, it's hard to tell um, from the trailer. So Olympians are very Similar to Asgardians, they have like godlike physiques, they're extremely strong and durable and live for a very, very long time. But even as that goes, Zeus was a step above all other Olympians. He was he was by far the most powerful Olympian. Um so like Zeus is pretty and powerful. And as I said, him and Odin in the comics have an al- have a allyship where they protect the earth from big evils such as um celestials and stuff mm-hmm. so it could be quite interesting to see where that leads to the conflict or the interaction between zeus and thor because it could be a case of thor's like dude where the fuck were you as god was getting blown up and you didn't come and help us like you said you would mm. or it could be a case of they've never really met or they could just know each other exist and not really give a fuck about each other. It would be interesting. And also, you've got to remember that Zeus and Thor do have similar enough power sets. They're like thunder and lightning. Um, yeah. So, like, I think we're going to have some fun with that aspect. I wonder if he'll... The whole, like, stripping off because he didn't believe it's him because he thinks everyone on Asgard died. Mm. Potentially. It'd be interesting to see if Zeus knows Athena. Okay, so that was that, that is an interesting point. So obviously the Eternals in the MCU are very, very different to the comic counterparts. We did discuss this. Mm-hmm. Um but at one point in the comic, the Eternals 
allowed the Olympians to take a step back from Earth, and they kind of became the intermediaries between okay. the Greeks and, um, sorry, the gods and the Greeks, until which a point the Eternals then got treated as gods and this pissed the Olympians off and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but there is definitely some relationship stuff. Yeah, there. knowledge of each other. Um, but again, very different Eternals, so they can do it in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, so, on to our new content from this week. Yeah, start the busy week. We, we, we have five episodes of content. <laughs> More if you just... include Doctor Strange. Not Doctor Strange. Stranger Things. God, my, I, I just read out now. Do you remember back in January where we spent three episodes talking about Spider-Man? Because <laughs> <laughs> things were quiet. <laughs> now it's These guys up. have no ability to fucking time stuff at all. Well, it's summer, summer holidays coming off, isn't it? Yeah, man, it's ridiculous. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, I know I've written these in a particular order. Is there anywhere in particular you want to start? No. <laughs> um, I, fe- I feel like Kenobi makes the most sense because, like... That's not brand brand new, like we're on episode four now. Yeah, I get you. Okay, so Kenobi episode four. Um, I think it's yet again another absolute banger. Oh yeah, I think this episode was slightly shorter. Yeah, it was. I managed to watch up my which I know some fans in quotation marks have complained about a shorter episode, which I just don't get. But I thought it was a great episode. I thought they've progressed things in a really good way. Um, I love that we're now starting to see Kenobi's getting his powers back more. Like, he's slowly reconnecting. Like, you can see his progression of reconnecting with the Force and getting stronger again. Yeah. Uh, also, oh, I love the way that more towards the end, or like right at the end, I love the way that Vader just fucking walked in and just was so ready, so ready just to like drop of a hat to just end. Is it Reva? Yeah, I know they're a really cool character that I'm glad isn't dead. It would have been so cool to not even get any kind of interaction. He just walks in, picks her up, snaps an X, and throws her to the side. That would yeah. be such a badass way to end the episode, and you just go, "Oh shit, we've been like genuinely scared of this character for three episodes," and Vader just went, "Fuck this bitch, you've done." Yeah, I think I liked that they. I I get what they did story wise. I did find it a little bit like you only held that drone briefly. How the hell did you get a track on it so quick? But. But do you know what else people have noticed? Go on. They think this fixes this that fixes another plot hole from the original trilogy. So when they save Leia at the end of A New Hope, mm. she says to them, they let us go. And obviously they had a tracker on them which led to Hoth eventually. Uh... Um, and everyone's like, the reason she knows that is because when she was a kid they got let go and there was a tracker. So right. like she knows how the Empire works. Okay. I, okay. That, oh, like, I liked it anyway. I thought it oh, worked. Yeah, no, like it, whether it fixes plot holes or 
ties together nicely is irrelevant. It's a really good episode. I do agree that Reeve managed to do that pretty fucking quickly. But also, like, when when a character's off screen for any length of time, yeah, you've got to kind of give a bit of leeway oh, yeah. for what's happened. Um, But yeah, it was really... I also really liked the... um. When they got, like, saved and that one pilot died and they were mm. back on the the uh, aircraft. Mm-hmm. And then Obi-Wan's like, looks like you're soldiers now. Kind of like that nod to, you're more than just, like, helping people. You're now turning into a rebellion. Yeah, this is, this is, this is the early stages of a rebellion, yeah. which is why Leia's so high up in the rebellion, because she's been there since she was literally a fucking child. Yeah. Um, and I do like that. It makes sense. Yeah, um, I like that we're seeing that turning point of it. These people that are trying to help, like becoming more than just like your everyday person that's trying to like. It's becoming more than just that. Um, exactly. The Jedi tomb was oh, mate, so eerie. Yeah, like, I wasn't actually even, like, it never even occurred to me that they would maybe seal them away. Well, I suppose a Jedi body is probably quite a dangerous thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, like, I, I like, also there's, wonder... There's, a, there's, like, a physiological requirement to be able to become a Jedi, isn't there? Well, yeah, it's like um, a certain genetic... The midichlorian count yeah. and whatever. So I don't know if, like, them being able to get hold, like rebellions being able to get hold of a jedi body could like cause problems i think it's more the sith just want those want those bodies one to flex and two if they ever want to use them for anything like bringing back palpatine and shit like that um but yeah he was so eerie him walking through Mm -hmm. i was so ready for like um either cal or you know um cal's master in mm-hmm. the game that yes we saw like he dies in the game or whatever but like just his body being there or something and that's yeah. like the this first well, link was it was the jedi from a clone wars that we saw with the younglings helping them like build their lightsabers was he not in there i think or, an, or yeah, a I, creature of his species i never actually went back and I'm pretty like, sure I saw someone mention that. Possibly. I don't... See, this thing, I don't know, like, all the different Jedis. I can't remember them all. I'm terrible with that stuff. I meant to go back and look if people, like, worked out, oh, this is so-and-so from this episode. I, I think the child is the Master uh, the master Skywalker kid from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I think so. And then I think one of the aliens we saw was from the Clone Wars... And there's like an episode where you have a bunch of the Padawans go off and you get like the young Wookiee. Um, they're, they're on their ship and they have to make their lightsabers and fight off some Separatists, literally as they're making their lightsabers. And I think the really old Jedi who's like teaching them is the same race, at least, as one of the uh, creatures we saw in the tomb. Yeah. Um, which is quite a cool callback. Apparently that like old alien guy looking one is the one from the um clone wars 
who is the one that has the lightsaber in his walking stick. Okay, yep, 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 yep. That's so, it. so they have tied in, like, characters from we've seen in Clone Wars then, which I do love when they do that. Yeah, I mean, yes, Clone Wars is animated. It still takes place in the timeline. These people yeah. do exist in live action. Um, so it's nice to see it when it's done properly. I'm looking forward to... I think the next time Kenobi and Vader meet, it's going to be a more... Maybe not necessarily even fight, but like everyone's going to be in a better state. And I think we're going to get a really cool, like really big fight between the two of them. Um, so so oh. I, I've seen a theory for the Kenobi series that's very interesting to me. Okay. It's six episodes. Mm -hmm. Each episode is based on the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. I saw the same theory. Yeah. So episode one, we see Luke pretending to drive a pod racer like Anakin did, and Leia using like a dummy like Padme did. Um, and then episode two, what was episode? Oh yeah, we get to see like Coruscant or whatever planet we're on. But like it's mm. the underbellies and like this quite darker sub story, I guess. Yeah. Then episode three ends in a fight between Obi Wan and Anakin, with one of them getting burnt. Mm -hmm. Episode four is saving Leia from a fortress. Yep. So people go, do we get to see Yoda? Because obviously he's still alive. And Obi-Wan knows he's alive because he sends Luke to go find him. Yeah. Or do we get to see Qui-Gon Jinn Ooh. as a false ghost? Well, that so the end, Obi-Wan's like, final thing was he was going to get taught how to speak with the Force Ghosts. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if... I'm more... Like, I saw the theory and it was like, oh, he's going to find Yoda and train with Yoda. I don't think that happens. I think he knows where Yoda's gone, but he'll never go there because he doesn't want to risk Yoda. I think he does connect with Qui-Gon Jinn, and Qui-Gon Jinn lets him know that Yoda is still alive because they've talked through the Force. Yeah. And then he learns something that way. Um, yeah, I guess you've got to remember the whole line from A New Hope of if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you ever realised. It's him going, you kill me, bitch, I don't have to be a false ghost. You ain't, yeah. you ain't, you ain't getting rid of me. I'm still going to be here. Um, still going to help him. And, and I won't have these rickety bones anymore. So <laughs> congratulations, you played yourself. Um but no, yeah. it's very, very interesting to see how it's going to play. I would, although this theory kind of means we can have a rough idea of what kind of themes we're going to see in the last two episodes, it would also be very nice if this theory does end up being true because a little microcosm of the Star Wars that we love so much would be quite cool. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see if... We've briefly seen some, like, of things of... Everyone having like flashbacks and freaking out a bit. Um, I'm wondering if we'll see more of that, or like when he next meets Vader, he tries speaking to him as Anakin, and that causes like flashbacks, and we see them acting out like old moments. If we get a recreation of a Clone Wars moment with them in authentic Clone Wars armor, I might cry. 
Um, I'm just I think, say it now. Like, I'm wondering... I'm wondering if he... Because obviously Obi-Wan knows about Ahsoka, even though it wasn't in the films, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm wondering if he, like, tries to play on that to connect, Maybe. like, to reach Anakin. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's interesting be... to see. And we've only got, what, two be... episodes left? Yeah, it would be nice to see Ahsoka mentioned by the legacy characters in live action. Yeah. Because, like, Ahsoka is a big fucking part of Obi-Wan and Anakin's life. So it's really weird that we've managed to... Obviously, I know at the time she didn't exist, like, in the lore. But, I mean, she does exist. So it's weird that we've gone this long without her ever being mentioned. So, um... Yeah. yeah, when he's talking to him in episode six, a mention of Ahsoka would be very, very good. Or if he's like, or or like, there's some mention of him going to find Ahsoka. But yeah, I, like, I mean, what what if episode five he bumps into Ahsoka? Also possible. Because Ahsoka's got white blades by the uh, time well, Mandalorian no, comes around. Because that, she's yeah, like that's well, that's bled Kyber crystals. So that's Mandalorian. So the way Clone Wars ended, she ditched her lightsabers in yeah. Rebels. She didn't have white. I don't think she yeah. had white sabers so in the... Rebels. To get white lightsabers, you have to heal bled kyber crystals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she got the white lightsabers by killing Inquisitors. Yes. And he and healing their kyber crystals. What if when Obi-Wan meets her, she is healing her kyber crystals? I... So, I don't think... See, my my thing is, like, I don't know if they will meet... They might, but obviously in Rebels, she doesn't know that Obi-Wan's alive. alive. Mm. Um, When does Rebels take place? I've never watched Rebels. So, Rebels is... Is it, is it deeper into the... I'm trying to... It's before... It's around this time that Obi-Wan's going on. Because okay, it's the so... start of the Rebellion. Okay. So I don't so know it's, if it's, it's just it's probably after a little bit too this. early. Yeah, I don't know if this is just before, but I know the Ahsoka series is after Rebels. So it's like... There's okay. this weird, like, we're in, we're almost at that time period or not. So I don't know if she would show up. Okay. But maybe he'll show up in Ahsoka. Oh, that would be cool. Because obviously um, Ahsoka's it, after Rebels. Well, we've been told that Ahsoka and Luke know each other before Mandalorian. Yeah. And that's going to get us explored. <clears throat> so I wonder if in Ahsoka she's like trying to convince everyone to come away with her and like because obviously she's not like jedi order she's like gray jedi like well Qui-Gon, she she Qui-Gon just Jin left the order like a bit away from the order but he kind of still stayed because he thought he could do good there mm. um so i do wonder if like she's like just come out and live with me we'll be safe blah 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 blah. and he's like i can't this is what i'm doing here and then that way at least she's aware of luke and then they can play more with that as time goes on yeah, there's like there's so many points where they cross, start mm. crossing things over. Exactly. 
Yeah, two episodes um, left. I'm excited. And now we're on something that's a completely different tone. <laughs> Miss Marvel episode one. Loved it. Yeah, okay, cool. So we're in agreement that the vibe was fucking immaculate. Yep. I think we're. it's safe to say those people, that review that you read that said it's the closest thing to comic book into film. Oh, I yeah, think I get exactly what they're fucking talking about. Perfectly yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, now, I'm sure this is going to be the topic that everyone... I like the way her powers are. I, it doesn't bother me. So, I, I will give you it doesn't bother me, but I won't necessarily say I like them. I'm somewhere in between that. I So far, what we've seen of them, I think it's okay. I would still have preferred it if they kept it to her original. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does look... like it, Visually, it looks fine. Yeah, I do kind of get the change because she's all about cosmic powers because Captain Marvel has cosmic-based powers. And they've tied it into a culture. In I a would not be surprised, though, if they end up popping out with once she masters the bracelet at the end of the series her powers change to look like her OG powers. I've got a feeling they're trying to set up a cop-out. I've genuinely got a feeling that's what they're trying to do. And like I said, I mean, it's only really a cop-out if you do it in a way that people don't like it. So as long as they do it in a way that's, like, acceptable and you don't find yourself going, ugh, that's pointless, um, it's not going to be too bad. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, we've said this time and time again, every, every time we've talked about this show, yes, there is a lot of representation in this show. But we are not the people to decide whether it's enough or if it's done right. Mm -hmm. What I will say is I've grown up in Watford where we have a good mixture of people from a lot of backgrounds. I've played cricket and I've played cricket with a lot of Asians throughout my entire life. Mm -hmm. The vibe of her family and the way they interact and they, the way they interact with her friends feels very authentic. Yeah. Um, now, like I said, I haven't grown up in a household like that. So I might be completely wrong with what it's like when people aren't there. But the interactions between like her mum and her dad and Bruno and stuff, are, I could definitely see being very real. Yeah, it felt... Like, it felt like it was done in a way that wasn't like overly stereotypical or anything like that. It Sweet spot. At least, yeah, it feels like they've hit... A sweet spot, which I would imagine is because they have the right people producing it with the understanding of that culture. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, based on what I understand, the source material for Miss Marvel is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Like, for representation-wise and not falling into stereotypes. So as long as they're faithful to the source material, which is, I think, where some of the concern came from when they changed the powers, that mm -hmm. they were disregarding the source material, which could lead to the stereotypes... But like the source, the source material is really good for like an authentic experience. So, as long as they're faithful to that, they should be fine. Yeah, and I think overall the show was real, fu really fun to watch. Mm, so much fun! I was genuinely laughing. I was in pain and still <laughs> laughing. <laughs> but like, like we said, obviously it's more aimed at a younger teenage sort of age 
it's not designed specifically for us, but yeah. I'll be damned if I'm not loving every second of oh, it. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> but it's done in a way that is still yeah, well, enjoyable and still relatable, and, like, so, I'm excited to see where it goes. So, obviously, last week we spoke about our, like, our last thoughts going into it, and that was cut up and put into shorts on YouTube and on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Um, and we got one comment on the YouTube short going, this is just more of Ms. Marvel wokeness, blah, 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 blah. So I politely told the guy, as long as they do it right, it can't be too much, because if it's done right, it's always perfect. It's that simple. You can't over-represent minorities by it being done properly. It's only, like, virtue signaling if it's done poorly. Um, so I kind of told that guy to go fuck himself or being polite. Um, he hasn't come back to me yet. If he does, I'll probably be ruder because, I mean, we've made it very clear here that we're not going to accept any of this Marvel's too woke bullshit or the the new one that I've seen is the woman see you or something. <sighs> and it's like, fuck off. Um, they're, well. they're, for the most part, they're doing it fine, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> if you don't like seeing female superheroes suck eggs <laughs> yeah like get fucked they have better stories so many better stories um oh no bruce wayne's parents killed do you want to see that for the 19th time or would you like to see, <laughs> she or would you like to see she hulk who's got like 70 years of brilliant stories written and ready to go i think it's like exactly. 50 years but still um but no i absolutely loved it the vibe's immaculate i'm really curious as to the fact that we've got like no bad guy yet no, the um, only person um, we know is the post-credit scene, right? Yeah. Did, did did you work out who that was when you first watched it? Isn't that from Spider-Man? Yeah, that is the police officer from Spider-Man. Yeah. Or he might have actually said in Spider-Man where he was from. It was Department of something. I don't think he was actually a police officer. I think he was a government agent. Oh, possibly. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think they're probably going to be the main antagonist. While she's like learning to be a superhero and trying to help out. They're going to be trying to stop her because she's not got the right license or whatever. Fucking government dickheads. <laughs> um, I wonder if we'll get Matt Murdock. <laughs> Imagine he just rocks up. Is, is this the new? Is this the new Mephisto joke? So obviously, like beginning of stage four, it was like, oh my god, it's Mephisto. Oh, oh my god, it's going to be Mephisto, and that just never was. And is that is that going to be? Oh my god, it's going to be Matt. It's going to be Matt Murdock. Any time there's dodge. someone getting in trouble with the police, Matt Murdock just shows up to be their lawyer. Just help no, him out. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be Jennifer Walters, fucking pagans. Um, how long till those two are on opposite sides? <laughs> I don't think they would be. Nah, I, I know they wouldn't be, but I, I could see them doing like a case together. That could be Ooh, yeah. lit. Um, but anyway, I loved it. I cannot wait for next week's episode. Same. It's such a different vibe. I love the colourfulness, I love the energy. Let's be completely real. Me and you, we do a podcast about stuff when it doesn't fucking exist. She's 16 years old in the year 2025. Which means she'd been just... born around 2009. Which means for her entire life, superheroes have existed. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me you, like, we're fucking nerds anyway for this stuff. Imagine if it was real. Do you want to know the first thing? I, you know the opening? Yes. And it's like an animated. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. The first thing I actually said out loud to myself was 
can we hire her to do our podcast videos? <laughs> it looks sick, didn't <laughs> Because it? her stuff was incredible. Shout out her only getting five views, though, when we're getting more than that. Officially getting more views than Miss Marvel. <laughs> but I was just like... Oh, but no, fucking amazing. I love it so can, much. Can we hire Miss Marvel to make our, our podcast into an animated series? Also yeah. love that she dropped in the fact that Ant-Man's doing a podcast. Yeah, love that. Stuff, love that. Stuff. little, of little things Scott like that. Scott Lang is doing a fucking yeah. podcast. It's got to be Scott Lang and um, who's the guy that always just jibbers on oh, his mate? Yeah, Luis. Them two. Yeah. Oh, um, they should actually make that a thing. But do you know what I also found really funny? I'm not sure if people noticed this. So at Avengers Con, there was a statue of Groot and it just said Mr. Tree on it. Because, of course, he was there at the battle, but then fucked off, so no one knows who Groot is. So the public have just dubbed him Mr. Tree. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. I love it so much. That's that's actually great. I also love, like, kind of how junk the, the con was. <laughs> like, some of the displays. Yeah. It was the I mean, perfect, it's like though. It's the first ever Avengers con. Yeah. Um, also, can we talk about how that girl absolutely took that forehammer and held on for dear life as she's swinging around? Yeah, yeah. Like, how, the <laughs> absolute grip strength to stay on. Yeah. Well, you've got to remember, I just finished watching The Boys episode one, two, and three, like, oh, not so even four days before. So we, as that hammer's coming in, I was expecting her to just explode. Blood, blood splash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, no, Connor, this isn't that kind of show. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I've um, been watching Stranger Things, so I was just ready for like a splat against the wall. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck with the order a little bit here because this point oh, kind of okay. goes hand in hand. Um, Imam Valeni, who is playing mm-hmm. um, Kamala. Oh my god, she might she might now be my favorite actor actress in the MCU. She was going to events when she was like six years old in Ms. Marvel costumes getting asked if she was the Flash. She has lived and breathed this character since she was a literal child. That's amazing. She loves the character. Also, she my homegirl. She also does not believe the MCU is 616. Ah. So, Aman, Aman, if you ever see this, feel free to come replace Hori whenever you want. Yeah, feel free. Are you are you free in I'll a couple of down. weeks? <laughs> did you also see um, the interview she did on a red carpet where she was like, uh, she loves Robert Downey Jr. and she no, and then they asked her, oh, well, have you met, have you seen have you met him yet? Then because obviously MCU, and she was like, no, and I don't think I could because I think I would literally die. <laughs> she was like full on fangirling over. So it's like I love that. The fact that she's such a huge fan of the films as well, like she's obviously grown up probably watching the whole MCU. Yeah, so it's course. like she's she's nineteen. She's younger than me. Yeah, she's the perfect person for this character. Yes, um, which is why they've obviously picked her. Yeah, and she she clearly loves the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, did you also see the, like the first time she met Tom Holland? He ruined Spider Man No Way Home for her. Oh, did he? Yes. Apparently he came to visit the Miss Marvel set or something, oh, or like they met Tom. for something, and he accidentally uh, ruined Spider-Man No Way Home. Tom, yeah. Tom, Tom. <laughs> when Tom, will Tom he ever finally... learn? Oh, I love it so much. Um, 
you know, I, I think the casting for this show has been phenomenal. I'm so, so excited for the rest. Do you know what's going to happen? Tom's going to end up doing a... He's going to film a completely different film to what he think, like he thinks, and then they're going to cut it into the actual film, and he's going to have no clue, and he's going to go and watch and go, I don't remember filming all this stuff. <laughs> because that's Honestly. the only way they're going to stop him leaking anything. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, What's he like? Now we're going to move on to the the other new content, which Harry hasn't watched yet. No. You, you've got two That's seasons fine. to catch up on as well. Yeah, I know. I... It's so... Here's the thing. You know I'm of the opinion. Like, if someone's like, oh, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good, I'm of the opinion I just won't watch it despite them. <laughs> I'm so you know how I like feel that. about this? I just know you will fucking adore this show when you give it the chance. And now is the time to give it a chance. <laughs> well, I've got caught up on Stranger Things, which, as I said it would happen, is I basically binged it in two days. I would yeah, have binged yeah. it in one so, if I didn't so, start at, like, 3 a.m. the first time. So, so, just all them hours you were playing Rust, just do the exact same for Watch the Boys. We'll You'll get there. by tomorrow. We'll get there. <laughs> There's not that many episodes. There's... I think each season has eight episodes, and then there's the three from this season, so that's 19 episodes. And oh, like it's doable. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's literally not that much, and because it's so enthralling, you'll be able to get through it pretty easily. Um, but anyway, I'm going to semi-spoil bits. That's fine. Um, so, to the ones who know, episode one, 11 minutes in, the fuck, the boys are back in town. Um... That really, I think, set the, the, the. After a little break from the boys, we very quickly got reminded what the boys fucking is. Mm. Um, I'm I'm gonna say it because I mean it's Horry's own fault if it gets a little bit spoiled for him. Mm. We we meet Termite, who is very similar to Ant Man, except he doesn't need a suit to do it. Um, and he does a line of cocaine. Shrinks down, climbs in, climbs into his boyfriend's penis, starts walking down his boyfriend's penis on the inside and like stroking the walls of that, and then he sneezes and rapidly expands back to regular size, ripping his boyfriend in half. Ow! <laughs> yeah. So I mean that's kind of. Like I said, that's 10 minutes into the first episode. Hmm. <laughs> that's not what I expected. Bro, I'm telling you, you're not ready. And then I believe episode two was uh, Homelander's birthday. So he went to see his um, half-dead Nazi girlfriend, um, who's there, burnt to a crisp, missing an arm and a leg on her deathbed. And she jacks him off to make him feel better. <laughs> the best bit is Horry probably thinks I'm messing with him right now. I know you're no not. <laughs> and I know the boys was like fucking so wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. So I don't know a lot about the boys' comic stuff. As I've suggested, as I've already said, I've got a lot of comics to read and don't know if I can squeeze the boys into it. Um but by the sounds of it, the second or the rest of this, no, sorry, episode six and potentially onwards is adapting 
a story arc called Herogasm. Sounds like a great weekend. Which, by the sounds of it, is the most outrageous and ridiculous story they did. Okay. And people people never thought they'd be able to do it because they wouldn't be allowed to do it. Oh, God. Amazon don't so care. So the, the fact that it's been done... People are, A, slightly worried that it's not going to be done faithfully because they've been told to take this and take that out. Mm. Or people are like, people are not fucking ready for this to be done. Um, mm. But as with... I, I think the best way I can put it is... So you know in Moon Knight, episode one to... Four? Three. Mm -hmm. End of three. Like, we're going one way and then we get like a sharp oh, right-hand yeah. turn. Mm-hmm. What they've kind of done with the boys is one, two, and three, it kind of catches us up on what's been going on since we left. Mm. We get a vibe of where everything's at. And then towards the end of episode three, they're like, okay, this is the moment where stuff's going to change slightly and that's going to give us our main story point for the season. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is really good. I'm very much looking forward to it. Episodes one, two, and three did not disappoint. I watched them back to back to back. It resulted in me not streaming on the Friday because I was going to watch them. Um, I loved every second of it. I'm so glad it's back. Um, new episode of it tomorrow. Can't wait to watch it. And Hori will be caught up so that we can discuss episode four together next week. Peer pressure. I'm not, I'm not agreeing to anything. I'd like the record be shown that I did not agree to anything, so I can't be held to anything. Um, I'm going to need someone else to edit this week's episode. <laughs> um... But it is it is amazing. And if I continue to enjoy the boys this much, I'm probably gonna cave and buy at least some of the comics. Mm -hmm. Um what what I'm really struggling with right now is not doing any research on the herogasm story. Because oh. I don't want it to be spoiled. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of want to know what I'm in for. Because I've been trying to convince my girlfriend to watch this show, and as I've told you, she's not great with squirmish stuff. <laughs> Season one and two is bad, but it's not like outrageous at times. It's enough where you can just kind of look away for a second and you're good to go back. Um, and I was like, you could probably get through it, honestly. Like, maybe give it a go. And now I think after episodes one, two, and three, I might just have to say to her, don't mm. worry. Just mm. if you do decide to watch it, just don't start season three. You won't be able to. Have I'm it. guessing. Has she not watched Stranger Things then? No. Although, although oh. she said she might be interested in trying that. I would say this season has been the creepiest and the worst, though. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say I don't know of anything ever done, even on streaming platforms, that is as gory and as outrageous as The Boys. I, I it doesn't mean it doesn't that. exist, but I can't... I, like, Stranger, if I watch Stranger Things and I'm like, you know what, if she can get through this, she'll be able to get through The Boys, fair enough. But it's still definitely going to be like a step up with some of the shit they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I I loved it. If if you like, don't get me wrong, The Boys is a very specific kind of superhero show. It is not for your your standard MCU goers. No. Um, but if you do like some of the darker, more ridiculous stuff, definitely worth a go. Um, I mean, it's just a big old parody, but like done well, if that's a thing. I know part of the allure of parodies is they're done badly. Do you know what it reminds it's like a, me of? Like a modern parody. You watch Corridor Digital stuff, don't you? Who? The Corridor Digital, the YouTubers. The ones that have done, Corridor. like, 
all the game skit video. You'll, you should know them. Hori, you've got to remember, I was very late to the, the interwebs. Yeah, but they're like, they do nerdy stuff. They do like short skit I films saw your, and stuff. I saw your Stormtroopers, but they're accurate one that you linked the other day. Yeah, so they've done a few like that where they're like something but R-rated. And they have done an MCU R-rated and they do like the scenes when Captain America's like throwing the disc and it just cuts someone in half. <laughs> and they had like gore and stuff. The boys basically feels like their ideas but actually done by a full-on studio <laughs> um yeah but i mean at the same time i think the reason it works so well is the stories are really well thought out at the same time yeah um so it definitely because the stories are really well thought out you can kind of We've got to the point with superhero culture where every character you could say is just another character done slightly yeah. differently. Mm -hmm. So because of that, the boys just came in and went, we're not even going to fucking pretend it's not. And they've done their versions of these characters. Yeah, they are still done slightly differently, but you know who the fucking character's inspired by. Yeah. And then they've gone, and what if they were massive assholes as well? Um, and what if there works. was no regard to if someone explodes yeah. into blood? <laughs> Exactly. Um, I'm really glad that Amazon kind of went... Sure, let's do this. Yeah, let's do it. I know season one, they were a lot stricter with them. A lot stricter. Well, yeah, then they... they saw the outrageous success of it, and they gave them a little bit more room in season two. Mm -hmm. So in season two, they did something they wanted to do in season one, but weren't allowed to do. Mm. Um, so then they squeezed it into season two. Um, and then that was, again, an outrageous success. So they've given them a bit more room. <laughs> By season 10, it's literally just going to be an episode of people getting chopped up. Do you know what it is? Amazon's just going to keep giving them a bit more leeway till they cross the line that the public don't like. And yeah. then the backlash, and then that's it. It'll be stopped. <laughs> Amazon will go, you, you found your line. <laughs> but how often have we seen with the internet that when something gets backlash for being really outrageous, but it's been doing it for ages... What you get is then a whole new group of people who never even knew about it go, wait, this is outrageous. It's always been outrageous. And now you guys hate it. That means I have to love it. So I reckon oh, yeah. it would actually give it even more success. The best way for the boys to get even bigger is play it live in a church. <laughs> <laughs> give, it, give it that uh, Grand Theft Auto 2000s treatment where Grand Theft Auto devs always wanted it in the news so that people wanted to play it. <laughs> the boys accidentally shown at League of Super Pets screening. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Bunch um, of ten-year-old kids just see some guy's dick explode. Yep, 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 yep. yep. But here's the thing. Here's the most outrageous thing. I knew what was going to happen when that scene started, but I expected him to go up the guy's ass, not down the guy's penis. That ah. is genuinely the only bit that threw me off. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So the guy's done a bump of cocaine, he's shrunk down, he's like, right, take your trousers off. The guy takes his trousers off and I'm waiting for him to turn around and bend over, and he doesn't. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? Oh, and, like, oh, no. <laughs> and, yeah, and then I realise. Yeah, and then I realise I'm like, oh no, 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 no. This could go so very wrong. Oh, I knew exactly what was gonna go wrong because it's just that kind of show. Yeah. Um but yeah, no. If 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 you've been on the fence about the boys, I could not give it a higher recommendation. And I mean, if you're still watching 
after like an hour of this episode and 20 other episodes, you've got to give my opinion at least a little bit of validity. Mm. <laughs> or are you just hear Horry's voice, you horny fuckers? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on before we segue. <laughs> yeah. um, so after the Doctor Strange success with mm-hmm. Sam Raimi being like left to his own devices for the most part, yep. Kevin Feig apparently wants a pretty well-known and trustworthy director to replace John Watts on Fantastic Four. Sorry, not replace John Watts. John Watts has already left. So to take over the now vacant position. It's not right. replacement as such. Um, on Fantastic Four so that he doesn't have to oversee production. Ah, uh, okay. So this means one of two things. Either the MCU is going to be negatively affected by Kevin Feig not being on productions anymore. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to allow us to have more individuality and difference without it being so formulaic because Kevin Feig isn't there. Neither is necessarily a good or a bad thing. Um, but I'm just curious to see how, what the, what kind of shape this takes over the next seven or eight projects. Um, also, as part of this news as well, sorry. Mm. Um, it got leaked during the week that um, during phase two, Kevin Feig almost left to go to DC. Oh. Because he could not work with the Marvel or Disney CEO at the time. I can't remember which one it was. But basically, I think it was the Marvel CEO at the time. He couldn't work with him. He was making his life hell. And he was basically ready to leave and go to DC around phase two. Um, but then the Marvel CEO left and he stayed. So we could we could have a very different world right now. Yeah, we could be living in DC's world right now. We we could be going, Jesus Christ, and Marvel trying to eke out another film. Yeah, we could have been like, this podcast could be like DC heavy. And we're like, God, Marvel really dropped the bargain phase two. Okay, let's be clear. This podcast would be DC heavy if there was any positive news coming <laughs> if, out of DC. Well, <laughs> if there was anything coming out of DC. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that. There's some little bit it'll of be, about these. It'll be interesting to see if if Fantastic Four doesn't isn't as successful. Maybe then it causes him to then realize hmm, I can't. I I think I it's, it's going to be test. a two factor decision. I think it's going to be is it successful, but also is it well received? Because if it's yeah. really well received, but it's only like average for the MCU. They're not going to be too worried. That's no. still a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, cool. So it, it was just, it was average amount of money, but the fans were happy. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't make a lot of money or it's really negatively received, that's where we'll see a difference. Yeah. I wonder if like this is going to, if it's a great success, we'll see more directors getting freedom. If it's not, then he, he might feel like he still can't let off the reins, exactly. so to speak. Exactly. Or maybe he'll just, if, if it isn't quite what he wants, maybe he'll just go, okay, I won't have to be at production all the time, but I'll check him semi-regularly. I yeah. Don't know. We'll see. Um, absolutely outstanding news for me. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man 2018 is finally coming to PC. It's only taken I four can, years. I cannot express how fucking excited I am. So let's be clear. I play, I, I'm now on PC, but I was Xbox. I still own an Xbox. I still play my Xbox. I was ready 
to find the money to buy a PlayStation to get this fucking game before <laughs> I lost my job. Like, my job, like, I, I have a Previous. job now. Previous job. Back in yep. 2018. Um, Pre- I was, like, so fucking ready. Um, and I was actually getting to a point where I was going to wait for Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine to come out. Oh, yeah. Get a PS5 and get all of them. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, worth it. Yeah. And then they've gone, hey, buddy, August 12th, Spider-Man, come into a, come into a PC store near you. And I went, fuck yeah, daddy. <laughs> um, so, little plug right now. Um, over on my personal Twitch and YouTube channel, we will be streaming this game probably for an entire weekend. Um, Jenna's already well aware that she's literally not going to see me that weekend. I mean, she can see the back of my head from over there. Imagine somewhere. not doing it in a day. Well, no, because it comes out on a Friday, and I'm not sure if I'm taking Friday off not, or not well, yet. Imagine it's not, not, it's not t- that short a game. Imagine not taking a Friday off for a game that you've waited four years for. Okay, let's be completely fucking clear here. <laughs> that first stream is going to be six hours of me just swinging around New York. It'll be finish introduction miss- mission and then swing around New York for six hours. I cannot wait. I'm so fucking excited. And if this goes well... Miles Morales won't be far behind, and then Spider-Man 2, and then Wolverine, and I will finally have good Marvel games that I can play at my disposal. I'm so happy. And Sony will finally realise PC Masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Also, this re- and I've just I've got a message from Josh who's watching um, Summer Games Fest. Oh. Um, and apparently, Last of Us is coming to PC. Cool. So. I might, I might have to give that a go as well. Apparently, it's a very good story game. We'll see. Anyway, moving on. Test screenings of The Flash received very well. This is very exciting, Not... but I'm also very confused. I mean, they obviously didn't show it to people in Hawaii. Dragon <laughs> <laughs> this film's going to get like. It's obviously like. It's going to bomb in Hawaii. There's parts of China and the Middle East who are like, oh, you've got a gay thing. You either have to take it out or the film's not being released over here. You reckon Hawaii's going to be like, you are not allowed to release The Flash over here if Ezra Miller is still in it. Yeah, we want every (laughs) scene of Ezra Miller removed. So it's just like a 30-second film. (laughs) Honestly... apparently, Apparently it's been really well received. I'm glad. I'm glad something of DC's has been well received because they need it. Um, and I think that is the only reason that Ezra Miller's not been fucking fired. Yeah, because they've, they've true. put out this test screen and they've gone, okay, fans really fucking like this film. Is Ezra Miller being enough of an arsehole that we literally have to cut all ties with them? He's getting or close. Can we get through this? Let him re- let them reset the universe, and then just recast. Yeah. Um, but it makes me excited. I mean, I've made it no secret. I would commit so many crimes to have a really, really good Flash film. The Flash is by far one of my favourite characters. Them being done right is so fucking important to me. And the fact that it's being well-received makes me very, very excited. I wonder if it's being well-received because it is fully resetting everything and everyone's like, yes, fresh start, this is good. (laughs) They're like, oh, everyone loved the last five minutes. It's like, yeah, you just confirmed everything's fucking done. And they're like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Literally. They're just like, yes, reset. Aquaman means nothing. (laughs) Literally, keep Jason Momoa. That's it. Yeah. 
if Henry Cavill's willing to come back, bring him back. Other than that, fuck everyone else off. Yeah. But that that's what I'd do. Um Test screening is one thing. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. It's plenty. So clearly clearly that means the delay to make the changes they wanted to make were worth it. Yeah. Um Loki season two has started filming. Yes now. I didn't even know it was past the writing stage yet, because there's like a fair bit of time normally between writing and filming. Yeah, but I also wonder if because they like they put in the post credits of Loki one that like Loki will return, so they already must have start. I wonder if they'd already started writing season two before season one had finished coming out. Maybe, quite possibly. Like they just went straight into it. So yeah, that's gonna be good. It's on its way. Um, more good news from Disney. Disney have actually had a banging week for making me very happy. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, they, apparently Disney are keen for Deadpool, Deadpool 3 to remain R-rated and not be Disney-ified. I'm glad. So there are two writers whose names I forget, and Ryan Reynolds, that are like the main guys behind Deadpool 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the writers has come out this week and gone, yes, we're still working on Deadpool 3, as you guys know. Yes, we are obviously under Disney now. No, Disney aren't making it impossible for us to work. They're not trying to stop it being R-rated. They're actually quite supportive in that aspect, and they're not trying to Disneyfy it. I think they're going to use Deadpool 3 under the Disney banner to launch R-rated stuff full stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think, also on I think the... Deadpool 3's main like time delay on how long we're waiting for it is Disney working out what kind of system to put in place so they can have all their R-rated stuff over there? Well, they have... Since Disney Plus added the star stuff, you have to, like, mm-hmm. add... Or agree when you make an account to all content or whatever, not age-rated. Like, So I think yeah. that was the first step. And then, yeah, I think they'll have a thing where it's like, Deadpool will be locked behind that in a way. So, like, yeah. kids can't I'm just... I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about brand-wise. Like, if they launch, oh. like, a Disney, a Disney Red or something. Oh, no, that sounds too porny. Disney Plus? <laughs> Disney Indigo? <laughs> I don't know. Disney After um, Dark? Yeah, no, that better sounds like porn. <laughs> <laughs> Disney like, Neon if they go for like a subsection so that when a parent sees that logo, they're like, okay, that is not for my child. Yeah. Um, but it, it's good to know that Disney aren't trying to railroad Deadpool 3. Yeah. Okay. Have you, have you watched the Black Adam trailer yet? I did watch the Black Adam trailer. This film is going to be mid as fuck. I feel we're going to have the issue of the visuals are going to look amazing. The VFX are going to look amazing. It's going to look dope. But the stories are just going to be a bit... Yeah. The Rock cannot act for shit. I don't think he's terrible. There's worse actors. There, yes, get, of course get plenty actors. of. Guess what, but, though? There's plenty of fucking better actors. True. But if the story's mid, probably those better actors do want to do it. Yeah, and here's the thing, Black Adam's a really fucking interesting character. Um, I don't like the branding for this film, I'm going to be completely fucking honest. 
the whole the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to be shaken to its core. It's just it. I just sit there and I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> um, and maybe that's not this film's fault. Maybe that's the DC films that have come before its fault. Mm. But here is my issue. In the Fast and Furious films, which I yeah. loathe, after like the fourth one. Um, yeah, everything after four was pretty rough. What we get to, like in the more recent ones is we get Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson. I think John Cena is in the most recent one, even though I haven't seen it. And yes. Jason Statham is. We get a bunch of guys whose job it is to be tough. So they've all got it in their contract that they can't be made to look weak. So now well, whenever I see Dwayne Johnson in something, I assume he has a similar contract where he's like, I have to look tough. And... Well, the, Dwayne and Vin Diesel don't get on, so Dwayne wasn't even in the last one. They, yeah, like, he like stopped the, the being Hobbs in them. The Hobbs and Shaw one. The Hobbs and Shaw fucking... Oh, yeah, there's that, isn't there? Yeah, in, in that contract, you've got Jason Statham and The Rock fighting a bunch of times, and, like, no one wins because in their contract, they're like, neither of them are allowed to lose. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, it's just stuff like that. I get it. Like, originally, Black Adam was a villain for Shazam. Cool. Then he kind of, over time, has done kind of what Venom has done and become more of an anti-hero. So yes, he still fights heroes on the regular, but he's less worried about word domination and more leave me alone and let me do what I want to do. Yeah. I just, I'm not, I I think this film is going to be an enjoyable action film. Yeah, it's not going to be a superhero film. As a superhero film, it's probably 10 years too late for like the style they're going to go for. Superhero yeah. films are evolving in a way that no one can really keep up with. And this film has been in the works for like 10 years. Yeah, I feel like it's been going like... Also, so, is this tied into the current DC Universe that's going to get wiped? I believe so. So again, it's going to have the Aquaman issue of this is pointless. Yes. Um, cool. Good job, Disney. So yeah, no, Good job, Disney. Black Good Adam job, DC. has literally... Black Adam has literally been in development for 10 years. That's Jeez. not even me being hyperbolic. Literally 10 years. Snooze. I, I, I cannot think of a film, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure there are some. I cannot think of a film off the top of my head that after 10 years of development has still been good. I mean, I can I can think of one that I got, will be good, but I know you disagree. <laughs> What's that? Avatar 2. No, but that's not been in active development for 10 years. I mean, it feels like the it. Script, the script was written back when the other one came out, and they were like, oh, we can't do this shit because technology hasn't come far enough. They put the script on a shelf and then just waited for technology to catch up, no? Yeah, it's not. That's very different. Yeah, I know, but it was just the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind. That... Okay, here's the thing, and I've said this. Yes, Avatar is a pretty film. <laughs> Here we go. However, it is just space Pocahontas. It does not deserve as much hype as it gets. That's all I said. But I also love to shitster. So when other people start chiming in, I just double down and double down and double down. I mean, I, I've, we've already discussed this in yeah, our exactly. group chat, but like, I, <laughs> I come at Avatar from a much more artist perspective. So yeah, I, I really, I, yeah. So it's like I, I have a completely different the, the mindset. The visuals of but... Avatar 
are not good enough for me to overlook how underdeveloped the story is. But I can. And that is absolutely fine. And at no point have I ever said people shouldn't enjoy a film just because I don't enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Um, But I I don't understand how they can decide they're going to make... Is it three or four more sequels already guaranteed? Um, more sequels? Two, three, four, and five? Yeah, or something like two, that. Two, yeah, three, yeah, I think it's... Three or four more films 100% happening when the first one didn't really have a story. I... I'm, I'm, I'm sure as shit not going to do a 10-hour a, a marathon day watching the five Avatar films just for their visuals. Let's put it that way. I am going to say now... The next set of like, all these different Avatar films that are going to come out are each going to be them visually pushing. It's all it's all going to just be like it's basically going to be a big VFX showreel. Yeah, like that's and what I'm I mean. Is it not so just a ready big for it? Tech demo. Yeah, but I love that. Oh, don't get me wrong. Here's the thing: I sit here and I shit on the Avatar films. Of course, I'm still going to watch it because it could be worth my time, and I love films. But I'm also not going to expect it to be worth my time. I'm fully ready for it to be worth my time. Anyway. <laughs> slight slight detour. It's all right. We've actually done worth time. So I don't yeah, we know. have. <laughs> um, early rumours of the Joker sequel yes. have started to circulate. Now, Wasn't it like a photo of the script? Yeah. Like a dumb one, so I forgot to um, write down what the working title for it is. Oh, uh, folio de, yeah, something like that, which, which is... apparently translates to a joke for two or something. Well, oh, is it? There was something, was something like well, that. I, I saw something where it was like it. Re- it's in reference to a medical condition or something. It might be a bit of both, but I'm pretty well, sure I saw about personalities. Yeah, I'm pretty sure fully do. I saw that translated from the French into like a joke for two or a face for two or something. Potentially. I'm Googling it real quick. Folly adieu. Um A delusional mental illness shared by two people in close association. Yeah, that's what I read. So the relationship between the Joker and Batman. That's what that is. But yeah, it means it's in the works. I'm a big fan of the Joker. The Joker seemed to get forgotten about quite quickly. I think it, the reason it got forgotten, in a way, was it came out during a time where every superhero was tied together and MCU was building this big world. And DC sort of was trying to build its world. And then this kind of standalone Joker film came out. And now... Am I crazy in thinking? Sorry, I just need to Google something. People quickly. kind of forgot about it because it doesn't tie into like this big universe. Okay, cool. So let me just. My understanding is, so you got DC Black Label, which mm-hmm. is their comics, which are just mini series that don't matter. Okay. That I mean, not don't matter. They're not canon, I guess you could say. Um. And they just make these these they're normally quite dark, but as a general rule, they're just mini series that are about exploring a character a little bit more. My mm-hmm. understanding when they launched Joker was that was going to be the start of their their the black label of their films because they realized they couldn't keep up with Marvel in their connected universe. So while mm-hmm. they were trying to work out their connected universe, 
they were just going to release quite artistic films about their characters, which is where we got Joker. Mm-hmm. The problem is, when you then have a successful film with these characters, everyone's like, okay, so how is it connected? And Dude. because they can't say no to money, they then are going to shoehorn in a way to connect it, I'm sure. I hope they don't, but I'm sure they will. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm excited for it. They're, I yeah. loved the first Joker. Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. The story was amazing. The speech at the end of, you get what you fucking deserve, bang. Brilliant. Um, I do understand people on the internet's concern with the way certain people treated this film in the sense of they were like, oh, I love this film so much. It speaks to me. This film should not speak to you. It shouldn't. No. Yeah, it, people... It just fucking shouldn't. People... I feel like the, just the internet did this thing where, like, people said it was I such an amazing film. Villains. Well, not not necessarily that. It's like, some people were like, oh, this is a great film. It, like, in terms of, like, a film and the cinematography and everything... And then people are like, oh, other people think this is an amazing film. I'm going to call it an amazing film and I'm going to speak like I know what I'm talking about. And this film speaks to me. And then it's like it becomes this whole kind of like copying what you read on the Internet sort of situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I hope they don't rush it. If, if, yeah, if Marvel and DC want to do these kind of, like I called it, as a generic term, a black label film, which is just... They want to do a more artistic expression of a character and not have to worry about linking it up or anything. Mm-hmm. And like, don't read into it too much. I'm all for them. Only if, though, they do what the Joker's done and they always take their time and they do it properly and they go, if it takes seven years, it takes seven years. Yeah. Because um, they are entertaining and they're not for everyone and it gives us more stuff to talk about. <laughs> more content. Um, because we actually rushed through them last year a little bit too quickly because I was getting too excited. Um, <laughs> we w- we will talk about Ezra Miller's latest scandal. Yeah. Even mm. though I said we've been giving him too much airtime. So this is the tweet that Horry sent me. Yesterday, last night. Half half past midnight. Um, Ezra Miller has been accused of supplying a minor of alcohol, marijuana, and LSD. The individual's parents state Ezra uses violence, intimidation, threats of violence. Fear, paranoia, delusion, and drugs to hold sway over an adolescent toe Carter. Now, I don't know if toe Carter's like a Hawaiian term, or if that's the kid's name, or if that's an actor or something that he's worked with. Sounds like Corey's Googling that. Um, um, not. I think it's the name. Okay, cool. So, by the sounds of it, it's even worse than that. It sounds like there's been some messages uncovered of him grooming minors as well. Yeah. Or maybe maybe grooming's a bit harsh, just inappropriate messages. I'm not sure if there was any sexual nature to them. It was just kind of inappropriate messages that a grown-ass human shouldn't be having with someone who's a minor. Um, I haven't seen the messages. Whenever I hear about messages like this, I really try not to read them because it always makes me feel sick to my stomach. Um, but... Yeah, I didn't even read the article on this because I was just like, for fuck's sake, Ezra Miller again. I feel like it's... This is the this is like what we were talking about before. Flashpoint's being well-received, but how far... Like, what's the, what's the line that if Ezra crosses, DC has to do something? 
because he keep it feels like every headline is him taking a step closer to what this this unknown line and at some point it feels like something's going to come out that it's like oh shit we really can't ignore this now yeah and it's going to fuck everything up <laughs> um we've said this before we don't know if they have some kind of mental health issue yeah that we thought they might need just have taken care of and like they need to get help the problem is this is still going on no one's stopping them mm -hmm. and they need it's now at a point where whether they need mental help or not something has to be fucking done this yeah. is this is not just being a menace and getting drunk and causing fights this is now harassing people supplying drugs to adolescents this is too far something has to be done yeah i think something needs to be done and i i'm still kind of surprised dc hasn't pushed for something to be done or warner brothers should i say not dc but like it surprised me that Warner Brothers haven't, like, PR-wise said, this is going to happen, like, where so-and-so has been going on, he's gone into rehab, and blah, 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 like, dealt, like, addressed the issue and dealt with it, because I it's... I genuinely, I genuinely don't know if at this point they just can't get hold of them. So they're trying to go, if you don't go, they're trying to give their ultimatum, but they literally just can't get it to him. So they don't want to do anything until they've given their ultimatum. As stupid as that sounds. Potentially. And then maybe, yeah, because like, maybe legally they have to sort of do something like that. But I don't know. It kind of just, it feels like we every, every time he's trending, it's another step closer to some line that he's going to cross that. I think everyone will, whatever this line is and if he crosses it, it's going to be a situation where everyone goes, okay, yeah, no, like, he can't be in this film. This film yeah. can't be shown if they can't refilm it or, like, yes, yeah, something's going to have to be. Or maybe I'm, I'm, they've decided that they've already done all the filming. They've already paid them. Whether... They use that footage or not now. They've already paid them. So they're not going to be able to recoup any of the money. Mm. Maybe they've gone, we're not going to rehire Ezra. And we'll just let this film go out. He's, they're no longer under contract. We're done with, 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 we're done with Ezra. We've got no more relationship with him yeah. once this film comes out. Potentially. I guess until we know what the actual film is and the storyline, we don't know. Exactly. It's, it's just what I am like. Indeed, it is. Classic. One of them. Celebrity drama in a way. DC, I will get in good shape if you want me to come and be a new Barry Getting one of those superhero fitness trainers that they all have. What you mean, steroids? 
<laughs> Come, let's, let's not let's pretend not, like... Let's, no, let's the, not go let's, to that. Because let's I... Let's not pretend like the Chris Hemsworths of the world who are that jacked don't take your gear. Let's, oh. let's not pretend like that is not happening. I mean, we don't need to. I'm pretty sure it's already been discussed. And I'm pretty sure some... some... Of them pretend they don't. Some of them just... Some of them talk around the fact. Well, yeah, you can't have DC actors openly admitting to drug use. Oh, sorry, not DC, Disney. But yeah, it's... I mean, that's just... That's an issue across the film industry and the social media industry of fitness influencer. So that's a whole... That's a whole other problem, and that's for a very different kind of podcast. Yep. Um, We're nerds. We don't exercise. What is exercise? What's a gym? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Superhero showdown. No holes barred. Neutral environment. Bloodthirsted. Um. They don't. They they don't have anything that they don't normally have. This is the last. Captain Cold versus Scarecrow. This is the last of the first round. Next week, we're on to round two. We are. So, Captain Cold versus Scarecrow. Hmm. Yep, 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 yep. I am unsure. Yeah, I feel like Captain Cold is... I don't want to say obscure, because The Flash is incredibly popular. And the Flash, in my opinion, has, like, top five most iconic rogues galleries. Hmm. But at the same time, if you're not reading comic books, I feel like people won't realise that. Yeah. I also feel like Captain Cold's very focused for the Flash. So, let me give a bit of background. Captain Cold is part of the Rogues, Mm -hmm. which is a group of... um, villains that operate in Central City. But they have a very interesting relationship with the Flash. And they have a very strict moral code. They do not hurt people if they can avoid it. Mm -hmm. They do not take drugs. Um, They will help the city if it's in danger from aliens. They're, they're, they're just they're career criminals. They're not trying to take over the world. They're just trying to make money. Yeah. And as a result of that, they like don't want to cause too much chaos because they're very well aware that if they piss the Flash off, he could split them in half. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as a result, they're quite a good relationship. So like, if there's something really bad bad going on in the city, like Gorilla Grodd's invading, they don't try and make the Flash's life more difficult. Yeah. Because they know it will earn them some leeway down the road. Yeah. Whereas you've got Scarecrow, who's just like, terror for terror's sake, and fuck the Batman and fuck Gotham City. Yeah. What you've got is you've got a villain who likes the city they live in, and one who hates the city they live in. And I just, I don't know if, like, Captain Cold's, because his main power is just that, like... I mean, he doesn't have any powers. He's got a gun that shoots ice. Isn't it he can slow well that can slow down the flash, can't it? Well yeah, it's ice. Well yeah. So that's what I mean, like 
it's good against the flash. Helps him against the flash if he ever gets in a fight with the flash. But I mean, is it really going to do anything against a guy that uses fucking psychedelics and chemistry and all that shit to fuck with people's heads? So I do get what you're saying. I think Captain Cold does probably have slightly better tech um, because he's having to deal with the Flash on the regular and mm. because he steals tech, which is always at a high level. Um, and we also have got to remember that Captain Cold causes problems for the Flash, who is far more dangerous than Batman. Oh, yeah. While while also having a very strict moral code that the Scarecrow doesn't have. He's bloodlusted. He doesn't give a fuck. Mm. Which, like, the old trope of a hero is always more dangerous when they're, like, in an evil phase is because they don't give a fuck anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you've got a villain who's very methodical and controlled, let off the, let off the handle, they're more dangerous as well. I just wonder if the problem is the way Scarecrow works. If he basically gets into Captain Cold's head and fucks with him psychically, or like that, the way he fucks with people's through their mind, like Captain Cold's not going to be able to do much. I don't think he's going to be geared to resist that shit. I agree, but the gas has to get to him. True. If he lowers the temperature of the air, the gas is going to move slower if it doesn't just freeze in the atmosphere altogether. Yeah. And then, I mean, just freeze the scarecrow. He'd die. <laughs> He'd die. <laughs> I, I, genu I, I know I'm coming at this from a very Captain Cold-heavy perspective, but um, that's purely because you know more about scarecrow than Captain Cold, so I just kind of want to give both characters oh, yeah, yeah. E equal footing. Um. I yeah, that's why I'm like they're both really intelligent and calculated. That's my fucking issue here. If one of them was like leaps and bounds more intelligent than the other when it comes to like battle strategy, I think that'd be the deciding factor. But they're so even, I really don't know. Um, so what do you say that we leave this up to the viewers? Well, it's a 50, we're a 50-50. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a poll out on Twitter. Okay. Or wherever. Um, yeah, because it's we like... Will, we'll put it together. It's one of them. I think if Scarecrow gets his gas off and into Captain Cold's head, he wins. Like, it's just like... But if he doesn't manage to get it off, Captain Cold wins. So it's like... Mm -hmm. Very 50-50. Off. Yeah, I, I'm. I, it's one of these ones dealing with like really gases. Like and... Yeah. Any any it's... any any physicists in the chat want to help? Any us chemists? Out? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, we'll leave this up to the chat. Fuck it. Um, I'll put a poll out on Twitter at some mm -hmm. point. Sure. Um, and you guys can let us know. Uh, me and Hori will try and remember to retweet it to get as many eyes on it as possible. Mm -hmm. Um. And then we'll let you guys decide, and if it's 50-50, we'll, I don't know, flip a coin or play a game of Injustice 2. We'll work it out. Um, I've got Injustice 2. I'll just download it and let the AI fight these two and see who wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's about it from us, unless you can remember anything that I've completely fucking missed. So, like I said, there was a lot of just news this there week. There was a lot of news this week and a lot of episodes, but I think we yeah, have covered everything. I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of anything we've missed. No. I think the only other thing I saw was there was a four TV spot that had like a couple of extra clips of him with yes. the so Guardians. An... Oh, that's not what I saw. Oh, I saw one. It had a couple of extra clips oh, of him with okay. the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they were like, "This is a shitty vacation," or like advent or adventurous of it. And four was trying to lighten the mood, but it. So, the bit I saw was when he meets Jane. So he like sees Mjolnir and he's like calling for it like a dog. So he's like clearly oh, seen it, seen and, like he's trying to find it. He's like, "Come here, come here, come here, come here," <laughs> and then it's about to drop in his hand, and then it pulls away, and then the scene cuts. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so there's a bit more from Thor, but that's nothing really yeah. to write home about. Um, I think that's everything. Like, subscribe, <laughs> I think follow. Only twenty percent of you are subscribed to this channel. Uh, only like one in every three thousand impressions are subscribed. This is not good <laughs> enough. <laughs> Got to smash the like button. Absolutely obliterate that yeah. like button. Um, don't forget to turn on the bell thing. That's another thing YouTube is Oh, right. yeah. Hit the bell. Hit the bell to get notifications. Um, anyway, thank you very much. It's been lovely. Next, we did a more entirety. Episode 5 of Kenobi. Miss Marvel episode 2. There's going to be lots to talk about. Again, hopefully a little bit less news so that I don't get overwhelmed. Um, but thank you so much and we will catch you in a bit yeah see you next week